evening, everyone. Welcome to the first day of our prayer and fasting. With this whole duration of our prayer and fasting, our theme is Awesome God, Wonderful. Despite the pandemic that is going on right now, we are going to exalt the name of God. Indeed, He is awesome despite all the adversities that we are having right now. Our first day is about the nation, the Philippines. Later on, we are going to pray for our nation. But before that, we are going to study the life of Joseph so that we can all see the message of God for us today. And through the life of Joseph, we'll be able to see how God has preserved the nation of Israel. And let us read from the Bible in Genesis chapter 50, beginning verse 15 up to 21. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Before we are your servants. Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be alive as they are today. So do not fear, for I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Let us just pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity that we can study your word. Let your Holy Spirit give us divine illumination and divine understanding that we may know you more in a deeper way, in a biblical way. We praise you, we honor you, and we set our hearts in worshiping you even as we listen to the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The story, this story is not just about Joseph life and about God's plan for him but it is something to do with God's plan for the nation of Israel Joseph's life was used as God's strategy in preserving the nation of Israel so before we dive into the very message of God about our nation through the life of Joseph and Israel let us have first a brief summary of Joseph's life now remember Joseph was actually the favorite son of his father and God gave him dreams and these dreams talk about how God would eventually exalt him and would make his brothers bow down to him. And of course, that is also part of God's favor in his life. His brothers were actually jealous because he was the favorite son of his father. And not only that, because he related to them the dream that he had that his brothers would bow down to him. So eventually, they decided or they intended to kill him, but later on decided to just sell him to the Midianites. And so, Joseph became a servant to Potiphar. Potiphar is the officer of the Pharaoh. And he received favor from Potiphar, the officer of Pharaoh. And we see that while uh, in the course of time, he was accused of attempted rape or attempted seduction by the wife that brought him in prison. It's so unfortunate for Joseph to experience such thing because he was really a righteous man. 
But nevertheless, while he was in prison, he gave interpretation to Pharaoh's dream. And no one could interpret that dream, not even a single fortune teller. But Joseph did because the Spirit of God was actually upon his life. He gained favor from Pharaoh because of that interpretation. And the Pharaoh put him in command. He became the right hand of the Pharaoh and eventually decided that he would lead the obtaining of all the grains for seven years in order to prepare for the famine that would also take place for seven years. Due to famine, his brothers from Canaan made a journey to go to Egypt in order also to obtain grains because there was great famine not just in the nation of Egypt but the entire world. Now, at first, he was not recognized by his brothers. They faced him. They were not recognized him. But Joseph could just easily recognize them. And eventually, and eventually revealed himself to them. Now, Joseph eventually asked the entire household of Jacob to be in Egypt until their father, Jacob, died. His brothers thought that Joseph would avenge them because of the bad things that they did to him in the past without them knowing it, that in the heart of Joseph, Joseph had already forgiven them. Now, this whole journey of Joseph was not just about his life, but God's plan in preserving the nation of Israel through the family of Jacob. Remember, God had a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the good thing is that Joseph had an understanding completely of all these things. That's why when he was facing his brothers, he said this in verse 16. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for, I, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Joseph had an understanding of God's plan of God's purpose in the nation of Israel. What God did to him was just actually God's plan in order to preserve Israel. What a wonderful understanding of God's purpose. Sometimes in our lives, we experience a lot of things that are too negative without us knowing it, that God is just preparing us, not just for something, but using us for the lives of other people. And as far as Joseph was concerned, God prepared him, his character, his maturity, God prepared him for the preservation of the nation of Israel. Somehow, Joseph saw it in that way. The question now is, do you have an understanding of God's plan for your life? Do you have an understanding of God's plan in your life and its repercussion in the lives of other people? Now, let's see how Joseph really understood the plan of God. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 7 to 8, this is the covenant of God to Abraham. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. That means God 
will establish them as his covenanted nation in order for God to be revealed to the nations of the world later on. And God gave them such a wonderful promise. However, that promise somehow was a little bit, in their thinking, delayed or seemed would not happen anymore. But look at what Joseph said in Genesis chapter 50, verse 24, when he was about to die. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. Joseph had a complete understanding of the covenant, of the plan of God for the nation of Israel. The question is, do you have an understanding of God's plan for the Philippines? Alam ba natin ang plano ng Panginoon sa Pilipinas? Do we have even a glimpse of that prophetic promise of God for the Philippines? I believe that if we have an understanding of God's plan, not only that we will believe God to make it come to pass, but we will participate in a meaningful way to see to it that the plan of God will happen in the Philippines. Remember, Jacob and his children suffered an opposing circumstances of the covenant promise. What are those opposing circumstances? Yung mga bagay na parang dahil sa nangyayari yun, parang hindi na mangyayari yung plano ng Panginoon. Una, the provision had run out. God gave them a promise. They were supposed to experience abundance. But because of that great famine, they were affected. The provision were run out. Second, the people were dislocated. So from Canaan, they traveled all the way to Egypt to get their resources. Third, the promise looked unfulfilled. How could the promise be fulfilled if that's exactly what happened to them? They ran out of provision. They were in other place. And they were so devastated in all areas of their lives. And the plan seemed twisted. They were dislocated. Not only that they traveled from Canaan to Egypt, but they stayed in Egypt as well and became part of that land. Sometimes it's so hard to understand the plan of God. When God gave us a promise, I do believe God is not a man that he should lie. He's going to fulfill it in the same way that God has a plan and has a promise for this nation, the Philippines. But you see, God allows opposing circumstances to happen to test our faith and for us to be deeply rooted in our faith so that we can hold on to God no matter what. God was sovereign in control of everything. That's my faith, and I hope that is also your faith, that in everything that happens, especially right now, nowadays, you will hold on to God and you will believe that God is sovereignly in control of everything in our lives. God saw ahead of everyone. This pandemic that we are experiencing right now, God saw it ahead and God has a plan. In the same way that in the nation of Israel, God saw what's going to happen. God saw the great famine that would come. But God prepared Joseph long before that great famine in order for his life to be God's strategy to preserve the nation of Israel. The story of Joseph, therefore, is not just about him. It's really about God's covenanted nation because God values his covenant to his people. Joseph became the Lord's strategy that preserved the nation. We are the Joseph of our generation in the Philippines. As a church, we have the gospel, a message of love, grace, 
and forgiveness. The way Joseph forgave his brother, he in a way preached the message of God's love, forgiveness, grace, and mercy upon their lives. Isn't it that as a church, we are God's covenanted people and we have the greatest message of all. That's the gospel, a message of God's love, forgiveness, and grace, and mercy. God has a plan for this nation. And I do believe this prophetic plan will come to pass if we as a church would come together and boldly proclaim the gospel and pray for this nation. The church is the prime mover of fulfilling God's prophetic plan for the nation. We need to proclaim the gospel. We need to pray for our nation and leaders. We need to participate in helping the poor of this nation because that is the demonstration of the gospel that we are proclaiming. Church, knowing God's plan for our nation enables the church to participate in preserving and making the Philippines as a nation under God. Joseph is a messianic type. He went through a lot of suffering because he was God's plan to preserve Israel. Jesus as well suffered a lot of things in the hands of so many people, especially those who persecuted him and who accused him. But nevertheless, he forgave them. He bestowed his mercy and his grace upon their lives. Jesus became the strategy of God in order to serve salvation and rescue not just the nation of Israel, but the entire nations of the world. Church, God is calling us to pray and to participate in a meaningful way and to continue to proclaim the gospel for this nation. You and me, the church, we are the Joseph in our generation in the nation of the Philippines. Why don't we just bow our head and let us close our eyes. Father, thank you so much for sending Jesus who experienced a lot of persecution and accusation and sufferings. And Jesus became our Messiah that rescued us, that saved us and provided salvation and eternal life to everyone who believes. Lord, thank you that this nation, the Philippines, is in your heart. You love this nation. You love every one of us. And I know that the church is your instrument, is your Joseph to bring about salvation and rescuing in this nation. Thank you so much, O oh God. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Today, this is our first day of our prayer and fasting, and we are going to dive into some of our prayer points. And as a message that I relayed to you a while ago, we need to pray. Okay, we need to pray. And first, we are going to pray for the church because we are God's instrument. May we live up to the expectation of God that as a church, we are the salt and light of this earth. Why don't we pray right now? Fathers, thank you so much for the body of Christ. Thank you for uniting the body of Christ. Thank you, God, for blessing the church and for causing us to live up to our mandate as your salt and light of the earth. Lord, enable us to just truly proclaim the gospel in these nations without any hesitation. Cause us not to be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. Lord, I pray, bless the leaders of the church, O God. And I ask you, Lord God, to just unite them and cause them to focus on your divine plan for this nation. Thank you, God. 
Lord, we also take this opportunity to pray for our government. Lord, we ask you to bless our government, O God, headed by our president, Rodrigo Duterte. Thank you so much for his cabinet members, for the senators, for the congressmen, for the Supreme Court. We ask you to bless the leadership of this entire nation, the Philippines, O God, and bless the government that we have. We only have one nation. Through this government, you are expressing your desire to govern this nation. And I pray that there be God-fearing leadership and God-fearing government in this nation, the Philippines. For we offer this land to you because this nation is also your covenanted nation. The name Philippines came from the word, came from the name of Philip the Evangelist because you would like this nation to be the evangelist in Asia and the rest of the world. Thank you so much. That's your plan for this nation. And we pray, let that plan come to pass through the church, through the leaders of the land, and through our government. We thank you. We honor you, O God. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.